0: Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 34, I Found a Snail, It's a Predator. You're at the seashore and you've found a snail. While most of the snails you'll find on the shore in the Gulf of Maine are periwinkles, herbivores that feed on microalgae and seaweed, we talked about those in episode 33, there are some other snails out there with a more deadly agenda, at least if you're a barnacle or a mussel. Carnivorous snails, as they're known, are predators of other intertidal organisms, and do their fair share of scavenging as well. The most common carnivorous snail in the intertidal zone is lapillus, the dog whelks, otherwise known as dogwinkles. Dog whelks are found intertidally on open shores, though they don't do as well in rocky environments exposed to severe wave action. They range in color from white to brown and orange and can be striped or solid, and their color is reportedly influenced by what they eat. They grow a little over an inch and a half in length from the tip of the apex to the bottom of the opening or aperture they're easy to tell from the periwinkles discussed in episode 33. dog shells tend to be longer than they are wide and the shell is clearly more substantial another feature to look for is the anterior or siphonal canal this is a smooth groove that cuts through the aperture of the shell creating a channel from the interior to, of the shell to the outside world as the name would suggest this channel hosts the siphon a tubular extension of folded over mantle that acts as a breathing and sniffing tube for the organism water is pulled into the mantle cavity through the siphon where the gills extract oxygen and sensory tissue pick up chemical cues and from the water leading the whelk to prey many snails especially predatory or scavenging ones, have siphons. Dog whelks have other specialized anatomical features they share with other predatory snails, too. They have a radula, a chitinous rasping tongue that helps them physically degrade their prey. But their mouths are modified into a long proboscis, rather than simply being a feature on the bottom of the foot, like in periwinkles. Dog whelks use that proboscis to pry in between the movable, opercular plates of barnacles, forcing their way into the barnacles' inner sanctum for a tasty meal. They can do the same with small bivalves. For some meals, however, physics alone won't cut it, and no amount of prying or wheedling with the proboscis will earn the whelk access to its prey. In these cases, the whelk has to work smarter, not harder, and can actually drill a hole through the protective shell of its prey. The radula on its own is tough, but not that tough. Drilling through hard calcareous shells requires chemistry as well as physics. Wilkes have another little-known organ called the accessory boring organ, the ABO for short, which secretes a shell-softening substance, which softens the shell so the radula can scrape it away. The ABO is found on the bottom of the foot, near the head. And it and the proboscis work together to enable the whelk to drill into bivalves and even other snails in search of a meal. This is a strategy that goes way back in the fossil record, at least 400 million years, and appears to have evolved independently in different lineages of predatory gastropods. If you find a shell on the beach with a perfectly round hole in it, it may very well be from a dog whelk. Another interesting dog whelk sign you can find in the intertidal zone are their egg cases, sometimes called sea oats due to their similarity in shape and color, to an oat groat. Look for them cemented one by one on the underside of underhanging rock faces. Somewhere they'll be protected from the sun and from drying out, but not smothered by seaweed. Each case contains hundreds of eggs, only a small fraction of which are fertilized and can develop into juveniles. The unfertilized eggs serve as food for the growing embryos. Unlike so many other marine species that have planktonic young, dog whelks have, quote, crawl-away juveniles, young that develop entirely in the egg capsule, and when they're fully developed, they exit the capsule and literally crawl away. This strategy limits dispersal, which may be one reason that so few of the eggs that are laid are actually fertilized. If the hundreds of eggs in the case were all fighting to develop inside the small capsule, there's no way they could all succeed. Nor could the immediate environment support them, if they all somehow did survive to hatch. In this way, the dog whelk acts like many other organisms that have thrown their lot in, with having fewer offspring but investing more resources in them, as a strategy to get more of them to survive and ensure their genetic legacy. When you explore the beach this summer, look to see if you can find any of these pointy, heavy-shelled snails, or their egg capsules in the nooks and crannies of boulders and bedrock. For each of these animals, remember that you are visiting their home, so please, behave accordingly. This has been episode 34 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream, by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.